Set in the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Just Freak Wrestling the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travis D. I'm Dally. Guys, we, we are back with our uh, our second week of our new format. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out last week's format, uh, please go ahead and do so. Uh, uh, something different, something new. Look at more news-worthy uh, stuff, rather than results and everything. Because our results you can find every single week on our Facebook page. Um... Dally, uh, I, I asked you earlier, did you want to do predictions or news first? We're going to go ahead and do news first because we do have predictions for NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam uh, that we got to go through here later on in the episode. Uh, as well as some of the uh, freaking fives that we brought back in our last episode. We're going to carry on up until this episode as well. So before we dive into any news, I just want to remind you guys that this episode of Just Freak Wrestling is brought to you by Audible.com. Now if you're just like me and you're a huge fan of books, you're just not a big fan of reading them yourselves, Audible is the best place for you to go. It's the one-stop shop for all audiobooks if you're a huge fan of wrestling. Long list of uh, wrestling books that are available for you. Make sure you use Audible Trial backslash FreakNet as the link uh, to follow to get your 30-day free trial plus the credit to your first book purchase. That's right. AudibleTrial.com backslash FreakNet. Sign up, 30-day free trial plus the credit to your first book purchase. I gotta teach you that, Dally. Teach me what? Our plugs. Most, mostly anything. Just write it down. I'll just read a script. Ah, I said I did that for uh, Jay and it didn't work for him. I'm not Jay. Mm. Close. No. Uh, fun fact, though. Uh, not like what I'm doing with my hair right now. Kind of miss my hat. Yeah, I was noticing something was different. Yeah, right? Something was off. It's in the truck and I'm too lazy to go down and get it. So, all right. So, I got a couple of news articles that came up uh, over the past week and everything. And the biggest one I do want to start with is uh, there's a uh, rumor that uh, Renee Young is ending her WWE uh, contract uh, following SummerSlam. Now, a lot of people are speculating that following uh, SummerSlam, when she leaves, she's going to AEW because obviously that's where her husband, John Moxley, uh, is currently uh, signed to AEW champion. Um, let me get your feedback. I, I kind of want to get your uh, input on it because uh, we do know that Renee Young has been there for, I believe, about eight years now. Uh, she was a backstage uh, commentator, being the host of a WWE backstage, which I believe actually has been canceled from Fox. Um, and a uh, contract with Fox ultimately did not happen with her, which made it possible for her to leave WWE as she is. Uh, so let me get your thoughts on Renee Young leaving. Is it possible she's going to AEW, or maybe she's trying to look more into the broadcasting uh, community? I personally would be happy with either one. I mean, she's really talented with what she does. Mm -hmm. But I personally thought when Ambrose left or Moxley left that she was going to leave too, but she ended up staying longer than I expected. So, I mean, it's going to be really weird not hearing her voice or not commentator or doing the interviews or anything because I think she's really good. But I think she'll probably continue with what she's doing. Just I don't, I don't really know where she'd go. Yeah, I know... I know, because, obviously, because of Mox, because of Moxley, AEW seems like a no-brainer. The only thing is, like, watching AEW, uh, the few uh, shows I have, I'm still not bought into AEW. Um, they don't have a lot of backstage interview and stuff like that. So, for her to go over to AEW, it doesn't seem like it would go for, like, um, a backstage a commentator, an interviewer, and stuff like that. Because I just don't see that happening a lot at AEW. Now, follow-up question then. If she does go to AEW, do you think she could uh, thrive as maybe a manager for somebody? I don't know. Because, I mean, we, we do know she does have that personality. We've seen in Total Divas. She's been a, a member of that cast uh, over the last couple of years, too. So we do know that in her personal life, she's very bubbly. She's very outgoing. Uh, she gets along with people pretty well. Um, but to me personally, I don't think there is uh, that. I can't see her as a manager. I just can't picture it. Yeah. 
I mean, even with Tamoxley, like, it seems like it, it seems like it could be like almost like maybe like a Miss Elizabeth style thing. Like not so much a not like a Paul Heyman, not like a, uh, a Bobby Heenan to where like they talk for him and stuff like that. It's, I guess a valet if you want to look at more. Um, I, I still don't see it because of her personality. I'm hoping if when she does leave WWE, I'm hoping that it doesn't happen. She does stay. Without Diddy backstage, she's kind of lost on what they need. They can do for her because I know she doesn't really want to do commentating anymore. Uh, but at the same time, it's like she has the ability to be some kind of broadcast. So maybe looking into doing like the news career and following something that maybe ESPN or Fox Sports and stuff like that could be a benefit to her. I know Jonathan Coachman when he left Diddy, he went to like sport. I think Sports Center or something like that. So there is a possibility to have life there following Diddy. But I mean, obviously right now, Dede backstage not happening anymore and her not being on screen as much as she used to be. It's it's kind of weird to think that it sucks her leaving, but what is what is there for her and Dede? I feel like they've been like random, like these girls that I've never seen just pop up on my TV. I'm like, I don't remember that interview before. Like, where did she come from? Yeah, the only one I really could think of all the time had is uh, Charlie Caruso, I think her name is. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, like, the Angel Garza uh, kind of uh, thing with, like, him flirting with her and um, Ivar from uh, Viking Raiders and stuff, like, kind of, like, bringing them more into the mix like that. But, yeah, no, it's like, when you look at NXT, when you look at uh, the other commentators on Raw, or the uh, interviewers on Raw and SmackDown, like, they don't have, like, that Renee Young, yeah. Charlie Caruso kind of feel to her. Uh, or Coachman when he got later into his career, or uh, Michael Cole and stuff like that. Uh, I would love to see Renee Young back doing commentating, but like I said, like I don't think she wants to do that anymore. When she so. did, she was the first female, right? She was the first female uh, commentator uh, on Raw, uh, and I think that's what kind of opened the door for like Beth Phoenix on NXT, which I think is really cool. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, like she is, uh, she she agreed to stick around until the end of uh, SummerSlam, so she's probably gonna be part of the kickoff show that they do. Uh, so we'll probably see her there. Who knows if they even mention it there or anything about a goodbye or anything like that. Or maybe there's going to be like a deadline last minute contract signing where they do find something with her. Uh, it'll be pretty cool to see that. Uh, well, speaking of, speaking of SummerSlam, uh, obviously as uh, we have it this weekend, uh, there's been uh, an announcement that they had about this uh, whole, uh, God, what, it's called Thunderdome, right? Is that what uh, Dede's calling it? I think so. Yeah, for uh, SmackDown, SummerSlam, and Raw, where it's giving like uh, fans like this virtual experience and everything. Uh, I saw some pictures of it. Uh, we can post some pictures on uh, our Facebook page for you guys to check that out as well. Make sure you follow us at Just Figure Wrestling. Uh, let me get your thoughts on that. How do you feel about this whole virtual concept? Now, it does look like from the pictures, it's going to be, uh, uh, they're going to, now I don't know if you're a baseball fan. Uh but a lot of the baseball stadiums have actually been using fan sound effects, like cheers and stuff like that. They've also been doing like the cardboard cutouts in the yes. stands and stuff. Yeah, which I think so. is ridiculous. But... I, I think I think it's just something goofy, just to kind of like give like a different like appearance to instead of having an empty arena. I mean, um, I get it, but yeah, I would never pay for that. Oh, well, to... well, yeah, you got to keep in mind too to look at baseball real quick. A lot of the people who did that stuff, they get those home run balls that are hit delivered uh, mailed to them. So that is something that they do uh, uh, help kind of like say, hey, if you do this, these are the perks you get. But <clears throat> WWE, I mean, obviously we saw what they did, same thing as AEW, having some of the talent and everything surround the ring and everything to kind of give like that that uh, that crowd kind of reaction and stuff like that. But now they're looking at actually doing recorded like cheers and boos and chants and so like that to give that feeling that there are fans now look at some of the pictures i don't know if they're like models just like 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 little squares i kind of look on skype and stuff like that of just actual fans sitting and watching the show and cheering on and all that stuff uh what's your thoughts on how that's going to uh be perceived by the fans you think that's going to be a plus to it or kind of any kind of negative feedback from the fans that could perceive it as like this isn't going to change. Like, do you think it's going to like help or not? I don't feel like it will. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but in my opinion, like even though you want to put those sound effects in, or if you want to have like the the backstage people in the crowd or whatever, 
like you, it's still silent when you hear the like them when you bump or you hit the mat or uh-huh. like you hear the rustle the rustlers so much more clearly and I just I just don't like that. Really, I I like having the audience in the background so much more. Exactly, of all people, you'd love that. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you grew up in independent wrestling. I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, it, it, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's no. There's no. I mean, yeah. There's there's moments where the crowd's dead, but I mean, I prefer you know hearing the audience in the background. I just feel like it's it's more real. Well, because that's what the norm is when you're like a televised wrestling. Yeah, and that's what I get. Uh, that doesn't bother me too much. Uh, it's some of the goofy responses that these that the talent is doing. Because I mean, I you you've been around the wrestling business. I've been around the wrestling business. You and you get an idea of like the behind the scenes of wrestling. You get how the business works, and you get how how matches are created, how matches are set, how matches are determined, and all this other stuff. So when you get like this talent in there who are like who are being told by Vince McMahon, whoever's telling them to do it. Uh, Bruce Pritchard, whoever's in charge of it, to sit there and say, "Hey, you guys who are training for wrestling, sit around the sit around the uh, the arena, cheer, boo, be fans." It's hard to sit there and tell a wrestler to do that when they know how shit works. Like, I mean, there there are times like I could sit there, especially after I did uh, the wrestling school back in the day and learned about how matches are put together and the step by step process on making a good match, uh, the comebacks and all that shit. It. it it gets lackluster for me sometimes when I do watch wrestling, watching the match, and like you see how like somebody's getting like beat to the point where they're almost done, and then in your head you're like, oh wait, here comes the comeback, because that's the heel who's beating down the babyface, and I need that babyface comeback. So I can kind of see like where it would affect reactions from tra- from the trainees for that aspect because they don't really cheer and boo at the right times. And then they kind of get like some of those stupid like you know like yelling like you sometimes hear in NXT or SmackDown. Not too much on Raw, I don't think, but you get someone goofy like yelling something like negative to them, like to be like you know, oh they're the heel. Let me say this, but it's just stupid shit. But I don't know. I'm excited to see the virtual. Uh, um, it's either gonna go really experience. good or really bad. Yeah, uh, Vince McMahon spa is rumored to open up SmackDown. So I'm excited to kind of see what he has to say. Uh, and just the overall idea of what they plan on doing. I, I don't... Like I said, it's, it's fan interaction and stuff like that. I don't know how interactive the fans are. I didn't dive too much into the details of it. Because I, I still like to be surprised on how things work. But they're doing it for SmackDown. They're doing it for uh, SummerSlam. They're doing it for Raw. I didn't hear anything about them doing it for NXT. I was going to say, they're trying it on SmackDown first, then doing it on SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, they didn't mention anything about NXT, so I don't think they're going to do it there. If they are, I, that wasn't mentioned uh, that I could see, but um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we saw Mickey James make her return to Raw this past week. Uh, very lackluster, lost to a, a count out to Natalia. Uh, she did uh, report uh, in an interview or something how she thought her return was kind of bullshit, which I do agree. I think her coming back after being gone for so long just to lose to a count out uh, lot or Losing be a count out. Uh, I don't think it really does anything good for her career. Um, but being being a, a fan of the women division, as you are a woman. Really? Right? See, see I That's acknowledge you. I know. Uh, what would you have done if you had the opportunity to book uh, Mickey James' return? What would you have done differently? Was it was it a plan that she was coming back or was it a surprise? I don't think it was announced. Because it was because announced. it definitely would have had it been like an unexpected surprise type deal. And obviously, I mean, Natalia and her could tear the house down if you really mm-hmm. they put on a good match, but for for that to happen was bullshit with the count out. Like Would you have kept her facing Natalia or would you have changed her opponent? I would have been happy with Natalia. I mean it could have been would make Charlotte could have been Sasha, Bailey, anyone. Well Charlotte's not back yet. Well, I'm just saying if. Yeah, well, book book it for this past Monday. If you could logically book it. If, if fucking Daddy called you and said, Hey, Dally, Mickey's coming back Monday. Who should I put her against and who should go over? What match would you do it as? You know what? I'm going to say, I mean, it doesn't make sense in today, but I would say Alexa. Okay. Because of the history there. Okay. And obviously, I would put Mickey over because it's her return. Don't got whisper. I'm not whispering. You're, you're totally whispering. I turned the mic for a reason. There we go. 
Um, I disagree. I would not have done Alexa just because of the storyline with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman with Alexa. If it's Raw, um, I actually probably would have looked at. Uh, I probably would have maybe kept Natalia. If not Natalia, uh, I would probably would have put her in a match with uh, Sasha. It's kind of like a warm up match to the upcoming pay per view, not tight non title, but against Sasha Banks. Um, and I would have allowed Sasha to win as an interference from Bailey. Like it looks like Mickey James was gonna win, so it doesn't it doesn't like ruin her comeback. It gives her like you know like it's like hey yeah she's come back she's kicking ass and everything holy shit she's about to beat the Raw Women's Champion and then Bailey interferes and shit like that. I think that would have been cool, or or. She faces Sasha, Bailey interferes, Asuka comes out to save her, and then becomes a tag team match, to which Mickey and Asuka get pick up the win. That'd be cool. Right? You're good at that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. I just, I, I know that he needs to uh, hire me. <laughs> I got ideas. I have ideas and shit. Oh, jeez. What else we got here? What else happened? Um, you got the Mickey James bullshit. Um, we talked a little bit uh, before the recording about the uh, incident with Sonya Deville mm-hmm. and her stalker, uh, Philip Thomas. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to hear that story, this is a real-life story where there was a real-life stalker who broke into Sonya Deville's house uh, and attempted to kidnap her. Luckily, uh, he did not succeed. She was able to get out of the house before he found her, ultimately getting arrested. Um... It kind of uh, sparked uh, this huge thing where people need to, where uh, wrestlers are being more cautious now. I know I saw an article on uh, one of the fan pages for wrestling that Nia Jax also has a very uh, super fanish kind of person uh, that's like in love with her. Never met her, but is like super in love with her, uh, which kind of put her into a cautious feeling. But also, there was an article that I read out there are superstars who are filing for uh, carry seal licenses because of this situation. So, your thoughts on uh, being a woman and uh, the idea of somebody being out there who's obsessed with you? I don't know. I mean, it's scary. I don't I don't think that... I mean, thank God for alarms, by the way. Yes. Um, I'm glad that she's okay and everything went well with that, but... I mean, I feel like... You know what? Talk, you just want to talk? talk? I, just, I, just, I, just, I just want you to talk up. I don't want I'm to, not even talking quiet. I just want people to have to turn up the volume and everything. Just please, talk into the mic. I'm not supposed to talk into the mic, okay? You want me to get this close? Why not? Well, what, what, about, the, uh, what about the idea of people uh, filing for uh, considering... Uh, I mean, obviously, if they're given, like, legal reasons... Yeah. If they have the right, they have the right, then I don't see what harm it would do. Absolutely. That's right. Second Amendment. Okay. So, uh, yeah, he is arrested. Uh, they had the uh, pre-trial uh, this past week. Uh, Sonia uh, testified against him because of the situation. So hopefully uh, he does uh, get the jail time he deserves. And hopefully uh, some of you who are listening to this, if you have the uh, feeling to uh, be aggressive and meeting a WWE superstar, uh yeah don't don't do it the way he did it go to a go to a meet and greet be respectful and shit like that and uh don't break into people's fucking houses how do they even find out where they live i don't know the guy who uh, has a thing for nia Jax posted her house on his uh twitter page so also to that guy which i don't know your name because uh you're not important enough to remember uh stay the fuck away from nia Jax. it's just fucking weird all you fucking uh fans out there I love fucking WWE wrestlers. I love the female wrestlers. I think they're incredible. I'd love to fucking meet them and shit like that. I got a couple of Funkos I'd love signed, but I'm not going to break into their fucking house and do it. I'll wait till a meet and greet. Fucking ask them. Can you sign this? I thank you. Love the work you do and fucking move on. You know, because the idea of breaking into someone's house is being fucked up. Yeah. So, all right. The uh, last article I do have uh, that I want to talk about too, and then this is going to kind of roll us into uh, SummerSlam, is uh, the storyline with Dominic and uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, ultimately, it's occurring into a street fight at SummerSlam. Uh, I'm excited for this match. I, I, I'm excited to kind of see because we we I've heard I've heard a lot about Dominic's wrestling training being trained. Been training by, for a long time too. Be, yeah, and it was cool. And then her. Uh, 
I believe it. I believe it was Ray. He was on. Uh, I think he did an interview where he talked about Dominic, and uh, Ray wanted him to not only be trained by him but by different people. So Dominic actually had an opportunity to be trained by Lance Storm up in Canada, and uh, Lance Storm I still think is one of the most underrated wrestlers in the business. Uh, he's going to be one of the main focuses in the. Uh, WCW.AF Invasion uh, show that we're going to do here uh, when uh, all three of us are able to get together. I know I mentioned it was going to be on this episode, but I want to do that with all three of us here, not just two, because it's a lot easier to get feedback and uh, the storylines and stuff from different perspectives that way. But Lance Storm, definitely one of the most underrated stars uh, in that invasion, and even still today, I don't think he gets a lot of credit that he's due. Um, but they showed a little sneak peek of Dominic's uh, wrestling attire. And they also mentioned how there's possibility that his wrestling name is going to be changed. Now known as Prince Mysterio. Kind of like, excuse me, kind of like an homage to Rey Mysterio. Because if you guys don't know, Rey is a king in Spanish. So, uh, and they're also talking about the whole Lucha Libre mask situation. If he's going to wear a mask and if he is what he is. Um, I have an idea on what they should do. Um, but I want to get your feedback real quick on the idea of him going by Prince Mysterio and kind of uh, basing his character or uh, gimmick off of his dad. I don't think he needs a mask like Ray, but I mean, keeping the Mysterio name and kind of following in his dad's footsteps, definitely, like, why not? Just like Charlotte would follow, like, with the robe and everything, like. Yeah. I mean, if it's your family history, then, I mean, I, I know you have different opinions on family and wrestling and that stuff and privileges and stuff, but <laughs> but I, I, I think it would be cool. Do you think uh, do you think it's usually necessary for a uh, child to pay homage to uh, their parent in the wrestling business in some way? Whether it be using their, uh, their name in any kind of way? It doesn't have to be a Sage. name. What? What? But yeah, but I mean, like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I think it's pretty cool. I would love if he was to do the lucha mask thing. Um, and I don't know a lot about lucha libre, and I know the I know the mask is a sacred thing. There are a lot of uh, interviews uh, with Chris Jericho and Vampiro and stuff talking about Triple uh, A down in Mexico and stuff like that, where they talk about masks and how sacred they were. I mean, Vampiro actually said in one of his shoot interviews, a lot of those lucha libre wrestlers. When they went out and uh, they had their evenings out with females, uh, some of them left their mask on during that. Weird thing, but apparently it's true. Uh, so I don't know how important it is for Ray not to take his mask off on camera, but I think it would be a cool thing if Dominic was to win his match against Seth Rollins for Ray to take his mask off and put it on Dominic. But... Or have, like, another one on underneath it or something. Nah, I would like to, like, I would love for him just to take it off completely. We've seen Ray without his mask from yeah. ICW. We've seen him do it. Um, but, if he was to wrestle a mask, should it be a Ray Mysterio-style mask? I think it should be, I think it should be his own unique style. Would if, you, he, if he goes with the mask do, route. Would you do the whole, if he was to do a mask, would you do the whole head-covered mask where it's, like, like Ray's, or would it be more like, uh, ooh, who, who was it? Psychosis, where it's like more of like just a face cover. Because, I mean, obviously he has hair. So, I mean, like, if he does like the psychosis one, it's just like covering the front, his hair, his hair still out on top. Obviously, Ray's covers his entire fucking head. To me, I think it'd be a little bit weird just because uh, Dominic is a little bit taller. So, yeah. for him to wear a mask like that would and be. And we're used to seeing goofy. him without one. Yeah. So. Paint wouldn't be bad, like a face paint, like a like a Ray Mysterio homage face paint look. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, Prince Mysterio, I'm not a big fan of. Cause we already have Prince uh, Devitt and yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, I think it'd be cool if like he if he just went by Dominic or something like that. But again, I get it. The whole it's almost like the Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero. That's, a, that's something his there. real name, right? Dominic is his yeah. real name. So yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to use my real name, but I mean. Well, it's too late to change it now. I know, but... You know, it, it, it's it's one thing, like, you know, like, when it was uh, back in, oh, God, oh, five, I think it was oh, five, um, actually, I think it was SummerSlam of oh, five, where uh, Ray and Eddie had that custody ladder match for Dominic, 
And, I mean, they he was brought in at that point. And, obviously, you know, now him coming back and everything, here's Dominic again, you know, protecting his dad and all this shit. So, for him to come back as a completely different thing would just, I don't think it would work. You would have to either keep the Dominic side of it or the Mysterio side of it. Um, and I looked it up just for the hell of it, like how you say Prince in Spanish. And I think it's just like Princeppi. So, I don't know if Prince, Princeppi Mysterio sounds better. But Prince Mysterio to me just sounds weird. Because you're taking an English sounding word and putting it in front of a Spanish sounding word. True, yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. But I'm hoping for a great match on that. Um, and uh, with that in mind, we'll go ahead and we'll do uh, the SummerSlam predictions. Get that done out of the way. Okay. Uh, that is TakeOver. SummerSlam. Did Jay send you his? No. That's no, Jay did not send me mine. But hopefully he does, or else he's not going to be part of uh, our pay-per-view uh, contest, which you guys haven't had a chance yet. The scoreboard is uh, listed in our show notes on Podbean, so make sure you check that out. You see who's in the way, uh, lead. I believe uh, I'm up by like five. You guys suck. That's not bad. That's pretty bad. We're in August. There's a good chance. You know, you talk for a minute. I want to look something up. Go ahead and talk. What are you looking up? I want to look up what the actual score is. Go ahead and keep talking. About what? Anything, really. Talk about wrestling. But we weren't allowed to be on our phones during the We're podcast. Not, well, uh, the boss can. I know, right? Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell them about uh, ballwash.com? Of all the plugs, you pick that one for me to do. Tell them about tpublic.com. I don't know that one. You know we have merchandise, Dally. We do have merchandise. All right. And if you guys go T-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Search JFW. You can find our amazing merchandise. that is available right there for you. Our designs are made by the host of Just Figure Wrestling. Uh, and you can check them all out there. And you can get all our designs not only on t-shirts, but also on stickers, pins, magnets, uh, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, tank tops. Uh, they do have the uh, masks and everything. Obviously, being part of COVID and everything like that, we do are we are required to wear a mask out in public. You can buy your own personal mask that has a JFW logo, such as this one, or some of our amazing other shirts, like "Freaking" is my second favorite F word, or you say "freak" like it's a bad thing. Hashtag Freak Nation for the listeners of both this freaking show and Just Freak Wrestling. Um, so check out T Public T E P U B L A C dot com. Search JFW and pick up all your amazing Just Freak Wrestling merch today. So, right now, uh, I'm in the lead with seven, you have three, and Dizzle J has one. Overall pay-per-view wins? Yeah. Wow. That is kind of bad. That is horrible. So, let's think about logically now. So, we're in August. We're in SummerSlam. So, we have the uh, TakeOver and SummerSlam this month. Then, we got pay-per-view next month. We got Survivor Series and uh, pay-per-view in November. There's one in October. And then December. So, there's six left. If I win this, there's a good chance you guys are going to lose. Jay's pretty much done. Jay cannot win this year. But you still have a shot. So, uh, let's find out. <clears throat> now, I'm going to predict that, uh, because Jay has not sent us his predictions yet, but he will before I release this show. Hopefully, either tonight or tomorrow. This show is going to be released tomorrow. So, uh, I'm going to predict that yours and mine are all the exact same. Really? I We, we pick a lot of the same matches. We're, it sucks because we're always like one or two diff- matches it, apart. It's like, it's like then one, that's it's what one decides or two matches. The winner. Yeah. yeah. And usually I win. So. And then it pisses me off. Okay. So uh, we do have a hair versus hair match with Mandy Rose taking on Sonya Deville where the loser gets her head shaved. Who are you picking? Mandy. Me too. Uh, next match is going to be a street fight. That's the Dominic Mysterio match versus Seth Rollins. Who are you picking? Hmm. <sighs> I'm going to go with Dominic. Okay. So did I. All right. Uh, Raw tag team match. We got the Street Profits taking on Andrade and Garza. Uh, if you guys uh, remember from uh, Raw and everything, um, <clears throat> Street Profits. Uh, oh, God, what the hell is this fucking name? Oh, uh, God, what's... Uh, one of them was poisoned. Uh, Montez Ford. Yes, thank you. Montez Ford was uh, poisoned by Selena Vega. 
He made his return back to Raw, so it looks like they're both good and ready to go. And they'll be putting their Raw Tag Team titles on the line against Garza and Andrade. Uh, who are you picking? Garza and Andrade. So did I. Alright. Uh, so here, we got the... Uh, which one are we missing? One, two... Oh, I'm sorry, I did miss one. Uh, United States Championship match, MVP versus Apollo. Apollo is defending the United States Championship against MVP, which uh, signed a multi-year deal uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm with Apollo. Oh, shit, I went with MVP. I want to tell you how I think Apollo MVP is going to win this match. Because I uh, obviously watched him this past Monday night. Um, it was a six-man elimination tag with uh, the Hurt Business, which is uh, Lashley, MVP, and Sean Benjamin. Took on um, Apollo and two partners of his choice. Now he had to choose between Ricochet, Ali, and uh, Cedric Alexander. He picked Ali and uh, Ricochet to team with him, where MVP went up to uh, Cedric before the match and said, hmm, kind of weird he didn't pick you. Kind of like plant a little uh, thing into uh, Cedric's head. So I'm predicting that uh, Cedric costs Apollo the uh, match and uh, Cedric go ahead and join the Hurt Business. Which, uh, just my thought, uh, love to hear if you agree, is Hurt Business just the new version of Nation of Domination? With their own twist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something else I want to ask. This might, uh, you might, I don't know how you feel about answering this or not, but, um, to get a little bit away from wrestling for a moment, obviously with all this shit going on in the world. Mm-hmm. The Black Lives Matter riots and all this shit. We've seen a lot of things that are very similar in WWE. The Hurt Business being the all African American group so far. And now this group of retribution going around destroying uh, the WWE like, uh, uh, performance uh, center and stuff. Kind of like think, how Nexus did. Do you think that there's a similarity between what's going on in WWE is relevant to what's going on in the world? Or is it just a strange coincidence? No, I think they definitely... I think they're similar. I think that. I mean, it has to be. Is it it's a not good, a coincidence. Is it a is is it is it a smart way to do that though? No, I don't think so at no. all. When I first saw the Retribution uh, group show up, it reminded me a lot of like Aces and Ace from TNA, or like you said, uh, Nexus when they uh, came and invaded. Uh, but it's hard not to think of the riots and everything that occurred over the like past month. Like that shit's real. Yeah. Like. So, and obviously, like, them all, like, decked out in, like, masks and everything doing this shit, it, it's hard not to make that comparison. I think, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people feel the same way about it. So, um, I think I think it'd be an amazing storyline if it wasn't at this time. Yeah. If the shit that was going on in the world wasn't happening, I think it'd be a lot cooler. But right now, it's, like, almost like a touchy subject to do shit like that. And I think as they start uh, unmasking and revealing the members of it, Hopefully, it's it's a mixture of multiple cultures and not just one. And the best way of saying it, I guess. <clears throat> uh, okay, uh, Asuka is facing both Raw Women's Champion Sasha and SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha. So let's go with uh, Asuka versus Sasha first for the Raw Raw Women's. See, Champion. you know, I feel like it depends on what match they put first. You know, that's what I thought. I thought the exact same thing. Because I feel like, if the, okay, say Asuka and Bailey, Bailey retains, and then later on Asuka beats Sasha. Yeah, well, that's like that. That was that's what like, I was thinking. she's not gonna win the title the first match. So it just depends. Like I, she's not gonna take both. I don't think. No way. See, my my thought was was whoever she faced first, she's going to win, and the second she's gonna lose. Either way, but like I said, it just depends on like I would have to see like the actual lineup to to make uh, my decision. I don't I don't know. Oh, it's too late now. You have to pick one. Can't you can't can't wait. I need uh, is it, which one is it? Sasha and Asuka for the Raw Championship. I know it's hard because we don't know how the match lineups are and everything. And um, I think it should be Asuka and Sasha first, and then Bailey and Asuka second. So. I went with it as uh, 
Sasha and Asuka going going against each other, and then uh, I can just tell you, I picked Asuka to win the Raw one, and then uh, Bayley, see, I would have picked Asuka just because I hate Sasha. Is that your pick, Asuka? Okay. They've had their fun. Yep. I'm done. I'm now, sick of it. SmackDown, Bailey versus Asuka, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey. Me too. Yeah. Told you, I think we picked everything together except for Apollo and MVP. Uh, Diddy Championship, Drew McIntyre takes on Orton. McIntyre. But eventually it will be Orton. I think. You think so? I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is the match where Edge makes his return and uh, costs Orton the title. Is he due to, to return soon? I think it's just... I thought it was supposed to be out for a long time. I think it's just speculation of when. Because I, I, I can't remember what the contract was, but I thought he was contracted to four matches a year. He only had two so far this year. Yeah, but he was hurt. He just punted in the head. No, I thought he had something with his arm. Nah, that don't make shit. Is his bicep? Something like that. I don't mm. remember. He can still spear somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, sure, sure, Christian could come back. Big Show, could, I mean, like any number of people could come back and cause Randy Orton the title. I just, I think if they take it off of Drew, I think they just kind of ruin what they tried to build Drew to be. I don't think that'd be a smart uh, way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, final uh, matchup uh, for SummerSlam is the Universal Championship: Braun versus Bray the Fiend. I'm gonna go with Fiend. Oh damn! I picked Braun. So basically, I think just because the way they set up the last match with their well, it comes down to either Apollo and MVP's match or the Fiend and Braun's match to determine. uh, So we're either gonna tie or one of us is gonna win that one. This guy. All right, cool. Um, I want to hold off on NXT for a minute. We can do NXT here in a little bit. Uh, guys, uh, as I mentioned, Audible is a sponsor of the show, but so is BallWash.com. Uh, if you're a guy just like me and you love uh, clean, uh, good-smelling uh, mid-regions, uh, make sure you go, go to BallWash.com. Pick up uh, some amazing products they have there, such as like nut rubs and creams and powders and shampoos and conditioners. Uh, they got... Uh, Boxers, a uh, line of boxers they brought out with. We got some emergency wipes that are available for you. Uh, so many different things. Just go to ballwash.com. Fill up your cart with all their products. If you want, you can buy them individually or you can buy a package. Subscribe, uh, a subscription box is also available there. So, um, woo. Sorry. And I'm boring her. You want to know why? Because you haven't got 30 ounces of fucking coffee with you. I know. I, need, I almost thought about getting it and I was like, no, it's not judging me again. <laughs> Oh, you don't need coffee for me to judge you. That is very true. Go to ballwash.com, fill up your cart with all their products and everything, and at the uh, at the checkout, use the promo code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, I'll save you 15% on your entire order. That's right, ballwash.com, get the funk out of your junk. Cool. Alright, um, I gave you some freaking fives. Um... That we could go over. Well, we can normally wait till last, but we kind of spice it up, change it up a little bit. Uh, one of the big ones was uh, uh, just like who owes who. It's kind of like the topic of these freaking fives that I wanted to do this week. Uh, last time we did this, we did uh, champions who should have been and stuff like that. You know, kind of keep it low. Topic for the ones. Uh, and somebody down the line, Dally and Desert J will make up these two. It'll be a fun little thing we could all do together. Not just leave it on Travis, dude. When do you ever like our input anyways? That's right. I just have a good idea. Just give me a give me a good idea. They're like, nah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good fan of like relinquishing control. <laughs> God. Remember that uh one episode that you and uh, Dizzle J did on your own? Nope. That's so right. it's never going to happen. <laughs> That's right. It's going to happen. You know how that would go? It's going to happen one day. I'm that, super excited. I'm not. I'll walk out me, the door. We'll leave it up to the fans. Uh, 
you guys, uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching Just Freak Wrestling, the GFW Podcast. Let me know if you believe that there should be an episode down the line that's hosted only by Dally and Dizzle J. I'd love your feedback. Maybe we'll put a poll up uh, on our Facebook page to see if that should be a thing. I know one person uh, who would love to see that. You. No. I'd, uh, I'd be sitting over there wondering what the fuck you guys are doing the entire time. But uh, I have hopes. I believe you guys could do it. it well, script. Uh, I literally would have to have all the plugs written down. I'm not joking. You have to figure that out on your own. You got, I, I'm confident. And the... Oh, God. How long have you been on this show now? I don't know, even know. Too long. God. I don't know. It's only been like four episodes. Though. It has not. It's been like ten. For like four. No, it hasn't. Maybe five. Go back and count. I will. But. I will. Okay, you do that. All right. Because it's been more than four. I'm going to bet it's closer to four than it is to ten. I beg to differ. All right, guys. Uh, so uh, I wanted to look at uh, who owes who. Uh, that's the freaking five topics for this week. Uh, one's a ranking and one is a list. So um, you want to do the ranking first or the Wait list Wait a minute. First? It was a rank? Which one was the rank? The Mick Foley one. Oh. Okay, I'm fine. You didn't rank them, right? No. I, I listed them out for you. I thought you just said name five. I didn't know you wanted to rank. Okay, now I gotta go on my phone for a minute. <laughs> Guys, make sure you use Facebook Messenger. It's an amazing place where you keep track of everything you tell people. Uh, rank for this week. Who owes McFoley more for their career push? Rank for this week. My bad. So, um, I gave him five uh, people. That apparently, she just rewrote my list. Those are the ones I thought of, literally, <laughs> when you said that. It's not my fault. <laughs> I think you ranked it, though. I think you ranked it. Uh, it I basically ranking. did. Yeah. So, uh, there were five uh, superstars. There was uh, there was Edge, uh, Randy Orton, Triple H, The Rock, and The Undertaker. Uh, five guys who have gone on record in multiple interviews that stated that there was one moment in their career that they felt made their career, and it was because of Mick Foley. Uh, we have Edge from WrestleMania 22 uh, back in 2006 in his hardcore match. We all remember that uh, infamous, infamous, how do you pronounce that word? Infinite? Infamous. Infamous. There we go. Infamous. Uh, I, need, I need Joey. <laughs> uh, infinite. Uh, infamous. There we go. Moment where Edge uh, speared uh, Mick Foley through the uh, flaming table on the outside. I actually love that match. I'll be watching that match, match multiple times very over and match. over. Uh, Triple H's No Way Out match in 2000 versus Mick Foley in the Hell in a Cell match where if Mick Foley lost, he'd had to retire. And we all remember that match from when Mick Foley went through the cage and busted through the ring. Uh, the Undertaker match at King of the Ring in 1998, uh, the Hell in a Cell match, which people remember because Mick Foley was thrown off of it not once but twice. The Rock I Quit match from Royal Rumble 1999, where The Rock cheated with a recording of Mick Foley saying I Quit to win the title match, taking numerous chair shots. I can't remember how it is, but I know it's in the double digits uh, to the head, uh, which was uh, you could check out on either the Royal Rumble pay-per-view or uh, that awesome beyond the mat uh documentary they did like 20 years ago finally randy orton from backlash in 2004 and their whole no holds bar match obviously all part of that legend killer uh uh gimmick that he was doing that we now seen again here in 2020 um so uh my list my ranking is uh at the bottom of the list is randy orton i think even without the no holds barred uh match at backlash against mcfoy i think because of evolution and i think because of who his dad was um randy orton will still be who he is today uh the rock uh again huge star was was pretty big before mankind got pretty big even in the um, movie world and stuff uh, so it did help him. I think it kind of gave uh rock that, uh, more of like that, that cynical kind of feeling to him, but really didn't like push his career as, uh, it did the other three above him. Uh, Undertaker a lot, you know, he gives a lot of credit to McFoley in the Hell in a Cell match. Uh, we saw them do a Hell in a Cell match. We saw them do the Buried Alive match. We saw the Boiler Room match. Um, but when everyone looks at like, which match was your favorite match 
in all WWE, this is always on the top of anyone's list, either top five or top ten, depending on what kind of wrestling you're really into. Um, Triple H, I put it at number two because he mentioned a lot, uh, you know, that match that he had with uh, McFoley at Hell in a Cell, uh, even the street fight beforehand really helped build his character as the Cerebral Assassin, the game Triple H and everything as he was building into that new gimmick. McFoley was there to kind of help push it through. Finally, number one, I picked out the uh, I picked Edge at WrestleMania 22 in 2006 with the hardcore match because I think that's what really kicked off the whole rated R gimmick. Your turn. Basically the same as yours except the, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I picked number five was Triple H, four Randy Orton, three The Rock, two Undertaker, and one Edge. Okay. Uh, the other list we had, uh, which is just listing. This is our personal opinion. Uh, this is not ranking. This is a ranking. This just is just so listing. Know. This is just listing them. Yeah. I, I read that one work. right. Yeah. Uh, who owes Vince the most for their uh, for their uh, careers? One of five. Uh, how about you go first? You give me your five and why you think they owe Vince. Number one, Brock Lesnar. And I will put that as a rank because he is number one for that because he freaking sucks. And if it wasn't for Vince, he would not be in the business. That's right, Daddy. He opened the door for UFC. opened the door for him to come back and become the beast. Beat the Undertaker's streak and everything. And he's household name. Longest reigning uh, Universal Champion. Stupid. So stupid. Mm-hmm. How many times does he wrestle a year? Twice. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe twice. Might be back at SummerSlam. Stupid. Yeah. Who else you got? Uh, John Cena. Yep. With Vince's push with Cena. Cena wouldn't be Cena if it wasn't for Vince. Nope. Nope. Absolutely right. Uh, The Miz. I feel like um, Vince... A lot of people disagree with my opinions on this. Like when they when they strapped Miz uh, against who had he been the when he's cashing money to make become WWE champion, a lot of people were very disappointed in that with that win I guess and I mean I thought that he did a good job and a lot of people hate the Miz but I think it made him who he is today he's really he's over not as over today as he was like a few years ago because he's got the tag team thing going on right now but I think that Vince is pushing the Miz I mean he has. Like, he was a reality star before he came into wrestling, so... I mean, just he was a fan, basically. Yeah, there was, um... And the it's weird, because Miz has been around for... A long time. For the better part of a decade. A little over a decade. And, um... He... he, it's, he his, his career is very roller coaster. And like I said, like right now he's kind of a down uh, because of the whole Miz and Morrison tag team. He's not going for any kind of titles. We saw him have that amazing WrestleMania match... Excuse me. With Shane McMahon last year, um, you know that was at a high point when he was doing the babyface gimmick. We saw him at a high point when he was a heel as champion with John Cena. Um, it it's one of the things like where like when you seem like he's sizzled out and he's done, there's something that happens that builds him back up to being the Miz. And uh, I think it's a lot. You prefer babyface Miz or heel Miz? I think he works better as a heel. Um, I I liked I liked the babyface storyline for the time he's just they a better did it, natural but he's, heel. he's a better heel. Um, and I think he I think that's the same kind of thing. Like when you look at other superstars on who they try to make babyface and just really doesn't work out. Um, I know for like when even the new day when the new day started, new day was supposed to be like a heel. Uh, really? faction, yeah, oh yeah. Um, it just didn't work. People just loved them too much. They, their cocky and arrogance just came off as playful in a way. Um, it just didn't work out. Um, we saw Biggie Langston when he was a heel with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, I mean, like he—he's probably one of those that who could be a heel or babyface. Um, because like you know, he's a babyface. He's like the underdog, as you guys, uh, as you remember, maybe you guys do too. When he was the last man standing in the uh, Authority versus Cena's team at Survivor Series. Uh, huge pop for him as a babyface, but I think he really kind of uh, does really well as a heel. But he could be a heel without even trying. So I think that's the Miz. I think the Miz could be a heel without even really trying. Same thing with Morrison. 
It's just, it's just the the arrogance that they have that really just kind of like says like, I'm better than you, and I don't have to even prove it. So. Yeah, I got Bray Wyatt. Yeah, number four. Absolutely. Uh, even I mean, I mean, everyone knows Bray Wyatt's uh, the son of IRS, uh, brother to Bo Dallas. Uh, really, I think he, I think he did get his opportunity because of his dad, but without Vince pushing him to be more, giving him the opportunity to be Bray Wyatt and NXT. Do you think, do you think the Fiend was all Vince? Vince's idea? No, I think that was, I think that was Bray Wyatt's idea. You think it was? I think it was. I think, I think Bray, I think Bray came, you know, I'm going to say both. I think Bray came up with an idea and I think Vince developed a concept of it. Um, the Firehouse Funhouse thing, that sounds like a Vince thing. Definitely. I think, I think Bray would love to have just come back as like just a fiend, but I think Bray I think Vince wants to like try to make it something fucking different. Um I like the funhouse things. Uh, I like the fiend idea. It, it's just really the only thing I don't like about it is it's it's a goofy thing that they perceive it as two different fucking people. Like Bray perceives it as two fucking different people. Like really? When, like whenever you watch this, like fun- is he on the superstar list? Is two separate people, like the Fiend and Bray Wyatt, are two separate people? You know, I'm gonna have to look. I'm not sure, but it's just like when you when you watch his Funhouse uh, stuff, he keeps saying like he's watching you, he's coming for you, you upset him. It's like it's it's like he it's it's like a known split personality thing, and that's what's fucking weird about it. You know, I'm not a big fan of the mask. I think the mask is kind of fucking goofy. I think the wrestling gear is a little fucking goofy. I almost look like a sadistic circus clown. <laughs> um, but I mean, you're not wrong. Now that you put that in my head. <laughs> but I, well, I, but I do, I do love from the uh, the swamp match because uh, we didn't get we actually we didn't get a chance to talk about the last pay per view. Um, but that swamp match between Braun and Bray, I like that they brought back the uh, the cult leader Bray Wyatt. I enjoyed it. I'm not a huge fan of his dreadlocks things. I really don't fucking like that. Um, I like when he just had normal long hair. Um, but I liked it because it was almost like a three faces of Foley thing now. So now you're capable of having him portray three different people. But you got to find that balance in The Fiend. And I think they honestly fucked it up when The Fiend lost to Goldberg. You know, and it made, it made no sense to me. Why did The Fiend face Goldberg, but Braun Strowman faced... And literally, what was it, less than a minute? Yeah. And all of a sudden, The Fiend faces Funhouse... Or, uh, Braun Strowman faces Funhouse Wyatt, and then Bray Wyatt? It just... This shit doesn't make any sense. So, I think they kind of, like, destroyed the Fiend uh, gimmick. Um, But, like, even to go back, my SummerSlam prediction, the only reason I picked Braun Strowman is because of the thing that's going on with Alexa Bliss. Because I think they're trying to push some kind of romance thing between Alexa Bliss and uh, The Fiend. I'm praying to God it's like a heel thing. I would love for Alexa to be a heel again. I mean, I like her little tag team with Nikki Cross, but I, I loved heel Alexa because she fucking pulls it off. Definitely. Fun fact, too. Hate Nia Jax. Just don't like her. Why? I don't know. Just don't like her. You literally just defended her like 20 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, to a fucking pervert on the fucking internet. I just don't like her as a wrestler. I just, I just, I just, I don't... Fun fact, I hate Sasha Banks. Everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah, she is a little bit annoying. Maybe we'll do that next week. What's annoying fucking wild women's wrestlers? It's not Nia's fault. It's what Ruddy's doing with her. The fact that she's suspended indefinitely, dumb. She could show up at any time and just yeah. be like, boom. Yeah, so it's not, it's not that I don't like Nia Jax as a person. I'm sure she's a wonderful person. I know she's done a lot for the uh, the body image community on showing how bigger is beautiful, which she is. She's a very beautiful person. Um, she's allowed, She's showing people that it's okay to have any kind of body as long as you're happy with yourself. Awesome shit. Real life, that's really awesome. She's awesome for doing all that. I just don't think they're using her right. I didn't like how she kind of came out with, like, when she was doing the feud with Asuka, like, came out with Asuka's face paint, kind of mocked her. I'd rather her be a fucking monster. Be the monster of the world. Like, karma. And they gave her, like, a karma gimmick? Fucking yeah. Excellent. Um, I just, I don't like what they're doing with her. And to me, that's just a turnoff to her wrestling career right now. So, 
That's I feel, I feel like ever since she returned, she just hasn't been used right. No. but she, And she hasn't gotten over anything. So yeah, I, I like when people return and they're like, yeah, you get a title shot, blah, blah. Like, you get a title run, you're over, blah, blah. But then they just bring people back for at random times and then they're like forgotten in the dust. Yep. I agree. Oh, okay. Let me ask you this real quick. Nia Jax, face or heel? Heel. Heel? That was my stomach. Sorry, I'm hungry. (laughs) They probably heard that. Yeah, what's the last on your list? Uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The Chosen One. Mentioned as a Chosen One back in 03, 04 when he made his debut. Obviously, the pick of... uh, Vince. Didn't Vince actually introduce him um, like when he first yeah. debuted? Yeah. Yeah. So that he, this is the guy. Yeah. So, um, no, I agree with that 100%. And I think it was awesome. Like I said, he had to go away and come back in order to rebuild himself. Um, a lot of mine were mid-carders from WCW that came over and kind of grew in WDF. Uh Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, and Chris Jericho, all mid-carders in WCW that came over, got shot in WDF, and fucking skyrocketed and succeeded. Uh, he's like a Steve Austin Hall of Famer now known in like the podcast community because of his Stone Cold Steve Austin gimmick that he got over with feuding with Vince McMahon. Triple H obviously grown because of, you, know, you can look at the click if you want to argue that point, but it's his talent and it's his ability to be the heel he is. Um, and it's Vince McMahon allowing him the opportunity to do that. And before anyone wants to troll it and say like, well, it's because he married into the family. It's not that. He he was he had the ability to do all this shit even beforehand with DX and all that stuff. Uh, Chris Jericho, first ever undisputed champion uh, champion in WWF. Uh, now he's the face of AEW, and I don't think he would have been able to do that without the platform that WWF gave him. Uh, if you disagree with me, fight me on it. Undertaker, uh, the Undertaker gimmick is created by uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, fun fact, not sure if you know this, but uh, that gimmick is actually supposed to go to Sid Vicious. Did not know that. Yeah. Um, but went to The Undertaker, and obviously we saw what The Undertaker did over the past 28, 29, 30 years, whatever. Oh, was that, on the, was that on the um, the last ride on uh, the network? That wasn't mentioned in there. Uh, it was mentioned on the Something to Wrestle With podcast with uh, Conrad and Bruce Pritchard. I still have to finish watching that, The Last Ride. It's so and good. It was really good. It's so good. I like how they kind of like, they followed up, and they're supposed to do another one. Uh, where like uh, the Undertaker's telling like uh stories from the road, it's pretty fun, cool too. Um, and then Kane, uh, we saw Isaac Yankum goofy gimmick and all that shit, but the actual Kane gimmick itself really uh worked for him, and we saw it being uh for the last twenty five, twenty six years uh, of him being uh the devil's favorite cha demon, uh. The Big Red Machine, Big Red Monster, uh, and all that shit. So, um, I don't think there would have been a Kane, or there would, Glenn Jacobs would have been relevant in DDF much longer following Isaac Yankum if Kane wasn't a possibility for him. So, cool. Alright, we got uh, NXT TakeOver results, and then uh, we will uh, be done. Because Jay did not send me a, his pick of the week. And I am not about to get a hold of him and ask him. So that would be hilarious if you called him and you put him on. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, what's up, man? <laughs> oh God. Uh, Takeover 30, 30 uh, 30th anniversary of NXT Takeover since they're such a huge uh, takeover pay per view for NXT. Is they're marking it as like you know the anniversary show. Uh, they got six matches, uh, two titles on the, uh, yep, two titles on the line. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, three titles on the line. Uh, let's go, uh, first match, we got a singles match with Finn Balor taking on Timothy Thatcher. Balor. Balor. Uh, we got a triple threat tag team match for the number one contendership to, uh, the tag team titles that are currently held by Imperium. We got uh, Brizongo taking on Legado del Fantasma, taking on Birch and Lorcan. Brizongo. Uh, I went with Balor in the first one, and the next one I went with Lorcan and Birch. Uh, singles match, we got Adam Cole taking on Pat McAfee. 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 Pat McAfee.
Cole. Cole? I picked McAfee. Who's going to be an interference on that? It's got to be. Probably, yeah. That's uh, not a show if there's not. <laughs> uh, five-way ladder match to determine the new North American champion. Uh, we got Bronson Reed taking on Damian Priest, taking on Cameron Grimes, taking on Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano, taking on Velveteen Dream. Who you got? So it's vacant right now? Yeah. This is the person who does the results for NXT, by the way. Yeah, remember Keith Lee uh, gave it up, relinquished it because he was the NXT champion. He's like, I don't need two titles. The North American title is... Uh, is yeah, needs uh, somebody to. I don't remember him giving it up. It was a while ago. So, I was just, I was just checking. Fatal Five Way. Look it up. I heard about it. Calm down. <laughs> God damn, son, you act like you're fucking never talked to me before. <laughs> Fatal Five Way for the North American Championship. It's a ladder match. I feel like no. it's going to be Bronson Reed, really... Priest, Grimes, Gargano, or Velveteen Dream. I assume Gargano there's... or Dream, one of the two. See, I assume there's going to be a sixth person that shows up. Doesn't have to be. I know, it's just weird to have five. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of odd number matches like that. Because you always have one person that's either on his own until somebody else interferes, or it's like a triple, like, T. It's just, it's, to me, like, the odd numbers are goofy. I just don't like it. Um, But that's what we have right now. Uh, Reed, Priest, Grimes, Gargano, or Dream? Gargano. Gargano? I picked, uh, who did I pick? I picked Priest. Uh, NXT Women's Championship match, Io Shirai taking on Dakota Kai. Shirai. Okay. I also picked Shirai. <coughs> Excuse me. Dang, why don't you quit smoking? Oh, God. I wish I had a cigarette right now. I need a cough drop. Mm. Alright, uh, final match, uh, singles match, NXT Championship, Keith Lee taking on Karrion Cross. I'm going to tell you who I pick, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell I'm gonna exact, I'm actually going to tell you exactly how they win. I'm going to go with Lee. I think that Cross is eventually going to be champion. I just don't think that Lee's time is up yet. Well, I picked Keith Lee, too, and I think it's going to be due to an interference by Ciampa. Because we haven't seen him since he faced Cross. That'd be cool. (coughs) Alright, so, uh, let's see here. So you got Brazongo. I feel like you're going to win one, and I'm going to win one. But you're still going to be up. One, two, three. Well, I mean, this one... We picked three different ones out of six, so. Yeah, I'm saying you're going to win one and I'm going to win one. Oh, right, so you're going to take over? Like, you'll win take over, I'll win SummerSlam? Yeah, like one of the I'm other. I'm going to win both. <laughs> I'm going to assume I'm going to win both. And then uh, when I finally uh, purchase our JFW uh, pay-per-view championship belt, uh, I'll hang it on the wall. And I'll never have to move. Oh, it'll move. It'll never move. Ugh. <sighs> Guys, again, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. And also, you can find our show every single week on iTunes, Google Play, Google Play. God damn. (coughs) (coughs) iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean just by searching Just Freak Wrestling. Or if you want to catch the video uh, podcast. I can't find podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean just regressing on Google Podcasts, but you can ask me to play it on one of your other apps. Thanks, Google. <laughs> <sighs> or you can file, uh, find our video uh, podcast on YouTube just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, so you know when the show does drop. Uh, we do the video podcast for you guys. We feel that the uh, videos are more entertaining for you. So make sure you do enjoy those. And uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything, reach out to us. Um, before we leave, I do want to make sure I'm, I don't forget to mention this because I should. Uh, Phoenix Pro Wrestling is taken on Slammin' Championship Wrestling Saturday, September 26th at the Washington County Convention Center in West Bend, Wisconsin. 
Doors open at six fifteen. Tickets are just fifteen dollars. Match card and everything is available on their uh, their Facebook pages. You can check that out. Uh, we will do a, uh, a match card update and a prediction. Uh, getting closer to it again. This is September twenty sixth, so we're about a month away from it. I don't know what the plan is right now. I'm hoping to be there. That is the plan for JFW. Uh, but we won't know until we get closer to it. Obviously, with everything going on, travels uh, are restricted and stuff when it comes to COVID. So we'll see how we can do about it. Again, it's in West Bend. It's at the Washington County Convention Center. September 26th, Phoenix Pro Wrestling is taking on Slammin' Championship Wrestling. I'm excited to go see it because I'm a huge fan of faction or companies taking on companies. Just like when uh, yeah. ARW uh, took on uh, SCW. Yeah, I don't know where they got that idea. Uh, probably from uh, one of the podcasts uh, I put out there because people steal my shit all the time. So make sure you check that out again. September twenty sixth. Uh, we'll keep you updated and everything. Again, thank you to uh, PPW for signing us our amazing merchandise. And we're still, again, I apologize, still trying to figure out a way to uh, give away some of the uh, awesome stuff they gave uh, gave us to give out to you guys. So make sure you thank them by following them on uh, Facebook as well. Phoenix Pro Wrestling. Make sure you like their fan page as well. As well as ours, because we love when uh, people uh, acknowledge us, you know, Dally does. So, that's all I got. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect! As always, I am Travis Lee. I'm Dally. And thank you for listening to our episode of Just Big Wrestling, the Jet W Podcast.